Hello, and welcome to Career Advice for the Clueless. This is the podcast where you receive key career information and advice directly from professionals. We discuss career insights, interview tips, and much more. So grab a pen and paper and get ready to move one step closer to your future career. So today's guest, Liam, currently works for PepsiCo as a research and development nutrition associate. Sounds quite technical, but don't worry, Liam will explain it. We're going to discuss Liam's role, you know, what it actually involves and what he does on a day-to-day basis. Liam will explain what you can expect from a nutrition and food science degree. And we'll also touch on Liam's time at Crew Alexandra Football Club, where he was the head of nutrition. He was in charge of players' diets and improving player performance through the nutrition they put in their bodies. So this is a really interesting industry and role. And if you enjoy food tech or science at school, then you'll definitely learn something from this. Liam's a really experienced and clever guy. He's worked for big firms like GSK and Kellogg's, as well as obviously PepsiCo. So there's some really good tips in here for how to get into those sort of industries and also how to get into sport, as obviously he's worked for a football team. I really hope you enjoy this episode and huge thanks to Liam again for coming on to the podcast. All right, wonderful. Um, so yeah, let's start at the beginning, if that's all right, in terms of um, your educational background, what you liked at school, what you did at school. Um, yeah, just go from there, please. Yeah, cool, no problem. So I guess it really all started when I was doing food tech in a GCSE and I really enjoyed that. So I ended up doing my A-levels in maths, chemistry, food tech and ICT, um, all basically with the idea to do some sort of food degree in the future. So I made sure my A-levels were tailored towards that really. Um, Obviously I picked scientific-based kind of A-levels to make sure that I had the right scientific background to move into the degree area as well. Mm. So I enjoyed it just as much in A-levels and I still wanted to do the um, the de- degree. So the next stage really was just looking at where I wanted to do the degree. Um, and the University of Reading was my number one choice. Um, luckily I managed to get the A-levels to take me there as well and I think it's a great decision because obviously it's led to the career path that I've been on today. Yeah, no, amazing. Uh, so why was it like that course in that area of food tech and nutrition um, that you wanted to go into? Was it like, something that obviously interests you but was it from a younger age you knew or was it as you as you got older sort of thing um to be honest it's probably in GCSE when I started realizing what I wanted to do so before that I didn't really have any idea and it was only really when I was doing the lessons and learning about nutrition and food that I kind of discovered my love for it so yeah before then I had no idea at all and then just learning more going on to the A-level, learning more scientific-based about it, it really helped then me kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah amazing. And you mentioned, obviously, um, being a bit science-y with your choices. Was that a requirement to do the degree? Did you have to have um, certain A-levels or minimum grades in certain A-levels to get onto the degree? Yes. So I needed, I think it was two scientific-based um a levels and potentially food tech would help as well. So at the time, food tech wasn't needed to go on to the food degree, but you needed two science-based studies. So maths and chemistry were the ones for me, and then obviously I did food tech as well, just for the interest. Cool, cool. Um, all right, amazing. And then obviously you got into the University of Reading um, to do the nutrition and food science course. Can you just talk to me a little bit about, I suppose, 
I know is very specialist, um, but what I suppose the first year and second year contained, like for somebody that may be interested in it or doesn't know too much about it? Yeah, no problem. So the first year really was kind of an introductory year. So it was based mainly around the science again, so the biology and the chemistry and making sure you have kind of the fundamental knowledge to move on to the next years. So for me, because I hadn't studied biology since GCSE, it was really important for me to kind of understand the fundamentals of this. So, for example, if someone had done biology, they might have found the first year a little bit easier. For example, I did with chemistry. However, with biology, it really helped me learn the information that I didn't have from my A-levels. So it's kind of a year to get everyone on the same track, really. Cool, cool. Uh, and was... Um... The assessment methods, were they exams? Was it coursework, practical stuff? So in the first year, it was mainly exams and they were multiple choice exams at the time. So considering, like I said, I hadn't really had the knowledge in something like biology in the past, this was really helpful being the first year um, to kind of make sure I understood everything without knowing it in too much detail because the detail came in the next few years it was just kind of making sure you had that base knowledge so there was some coursework too some lab-based modules some um, written modules that kind of thing but the majority of it was exams yeah cool cool um all right wonderful and then i'm guessing the second year you sort of just like developed uh, your knowledge a little bit further from what you did first year is that, is that correct Exactly, yeah. So it moved kind of more into the food science and the nutrition modules there. So again, if I hadn't done the first year and I hadn't got that base knowledge, it would have been a lot more difficult than it actually was. Um, so this is massively helpful, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. What was like some of your favourite um, modules from, I suppose, your second year or your, or your final year um, in terms of stuff that you enjoyed studying? I think one of the modules that we did was a kind of product development module which I think was great so we got to work with lots of different um, people from lots of different degree areas within food science and nutrition who also had lots of different areas of knowledge that was really really helpful and helped kind of introduce how things were done and why things were done as well mm. we also had some modules in kind of food technology which wasn't the kind of area I was looking to go in but having that knowledge there has helped in future years as well. So, for example, if someone mentions a technique or something, I've got that knowledge there. So it's really helpful to kind of learn things that maybe I wasn't expecting to learn, but they have come helpful in the future too. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Um, all right. So as, your, as part of your degree, you did a placement year. Um, where was your placement year at and what was it doing? So my placement year was at GlaxoSmithKline and I was working as a nutrition and claims innovator there. So at the time they had a consumer healthcare department and within that they had, so the products I worked on was Maxi Nutrition, which is a sports nutrition brand, mm -hmm. vitamin, minerals and supplements, which is like fish oil, that kind of thing, and also Horlicks, which is a malted milk drink. So my role there really was to kind of look at the claims that we could make on the pack to make sure there was the scientific substantiation behind the claims. So if anyone asked, okay, why are you saying this? Or we can say, okay, here's the science to back this up and to make sure everything was scientifically sound and kind of had proof that what we were saying was correct. 
Cool, cool. And, and did you enjoy it when you did it? Yeah, it was an incredible year. Um, I'd recommend a placement year for anyone, really. I think the experience I got, the contacts I made and the friends I made that year, it was unbelievable, really. So I was lucky enough to live in London for that year as well, which was a great experience and just helped kind of move in somewhere completely different, just giving me that experience. So as well as the work, kind of the lifestyle factors of it as well were brilliant. Yeah, yeah fair enough. And, and did you apply for a lot of placements um, when, you were, when you were looking for one? Yes, so I applied for quite a lot within kind of food science and the nutrition area. So the nutrition area was where I was looking for primarily, but I think my advice would be to just apply for any areas because just having that experience can help you get into another area in the future. So for example, even with the experience that I got, I could have moved into another area in the food industry in the future. Um, And I think applying for as many options as I did helped me get the one job that I did. So if I applied for a lot less, obviously there would have been a higher chance of not getting the placement and I think yeah. the placement was invaluable to where I am at the moment. Okay, amazing, amazing. Um, all right, so then came back to your final year. Um, did you have to do a dissertation or anything like that? I did do a dissertation, yes. Um, yeah, what, what was it on? So it was looking at the role of vitamin D um, fortification in milk and butter products and the role that that has on risk factors for cardiovascular disease. Okay, fair enough. And did you, um, was that something good to talk about when it came to applying for jobs, sorry, after graduating? Was that something that you brought up and sort of, well, I suppose, used as evidence? Yeah, massively. So I think one of the things that I saw on quite a lot of job descriptions were they were looking at for you to understand scientific studies, potentially to have been involved in research before. Um, and I think it all helped really me talking about what I've done the fact that I could write scientifically from doing my dissertation, the fact I've worked with different teams, um, the fact that I have worked on research projects. So when I'm reading science in the future, I can be like, okay, I understand how this process has happened. So I think it was brilliant as well, yeah. Okay, amazing, amazing. Um, All right, so then obviously you graduated and then can you just take us from there really and and what, what happened? Yeah, so... I graduated in 2016, I think it was, so quite a while ago now. Um, And then it was all about the kind of job search after that. So eventually I found a job with Kellogg's, so moving back into the food industry, again as a nutritionist. So this was a short-term contract for five months, but I think there weren't too many opportunities at the time. And one thing I guess I'd suggest is any opportunity that you can get, even if it's short term, take it. Because again, that's helped me get to where I am in the future. So I was working on the cereals and the crisp products that Kellogg's have there. And again, it was just massively helpful experience. Okay, amazing. Um, So then, yeah, if that was a bit of a short term contract position, where did you go next after Kellogg's? So next up, I was looking for roles again. Again, at the time, there weren't too many opportunities. I didn't really know where I wanted to go. So there was the role of kind of, I could maybe move into a different role. I could maybe go into product development, maybe regulatory. 
um, but I just wasn't sure. And I also had a passion for sport. And all of a sudden I saw that there was a sports, a sports nutrition master's degree available. And I just, again, took the opportunity. I thought this is going to widen my skill sets. It's going to provide a lot more opportunities in the future. So I just jumped at the opportunity and I went down that route and did a master's degree then. Cool, cool. Um, so the master's was never like planned coming out of uni. You never thought like, oh, I'm going to do a master's. It was more, I suppose, the opportunity arose. Exactly, yeah. It was never planned. I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that stage. I saw the opportunity and a week later I was accepted onto the course. Cool, cool. Um, so then, yeah, obviously you did your master's. Um, what, what happened next? I, I believe then you did enter the sporting world, is that correct? Yes. So with my master's degree, I made sure to... The master's that I chose, the main reason I chose it was because the guaranteed placement... And again, like I said earlier, having a work placement is so, so valuable, I think. So I was lucky enough to be able to work for my local football team, Crew Alexandra. And I had a lot of opportunity in this year. So they hadn't had a nutritionist at the time. So there was a lot of opportunity for me to make changes, to develop myself and help develop the club at the same time. And I was also lucky enough to do my master's dissertation with the club as well. So this was all really, really helpful. The placement, just having that experience was fantastic. Being able to make new connections in a different area of nutrition was really helpful too. Um, so then obviously finished the Masters, um, sort of yeah, graduated from there, and then you landed a role at Crew again off the back of that. Yes, so I was lucky enough to be able to keep my role after the placement. So they decided that they kind of needed a nutritionist there a bit longer. Um, they really wanted to start developing the way they worked, really expanding their kind of support network to the players. And they really wanted to push on as a team as well. So I was lucky enough to be able to get a role there and I helped support in the next placement student the next year. Cool, cool. So, so as like head of nutrition, um, what sort of came under your role then um, in, in a general sense for people that might be interested? Yeah, so it's very varied, really. Um, it ranged from deciding what the players would eat on a training day in the canteen, planning the menus for that the kind of things, working with the outside caterers who would do the food for us. Um, ranging from deciding the menus for pre-match and post-match meals then it also included looking at supplements that the players might be having so making sure the supplements were tested so all supplements for professional sport players must be tested for banned substances so it is also ensuring anything they took at home anything the club provided were all tested and safe um, also included sometimes going to matches, making sure they had the right nutrition before and after the game, be that a protein drink, be that the post-match meal, the second they come off the post-match snack, the second they come off the pitch, that kind of thing. Um, and then also just general support for the players as well. So every month I'd do the body composition to see who was going up or down in weight, who was going up and down in body fat, that kind of thing. Also, just say a player we figured out did need to lose some body mass, then it would be doing individual diet plans for the players too. So building relationships with the players is really important as well for them to gain my trust to know that I can support them. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and did you, I suppose, like enjoy uh, being in that sporting environment? Because I think you mentioned you got that passion for sport. Um, I bet that must have been a really exciting opportunity. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, being able to go to the training ground on a weekly basis, being able to go to the games, get an insight into what happens in the dressing room. It was incredible, really, for someone who loves sport. All right, amazing. Um, okay, so you were there for like a year and a half? Was it just under a year and a half? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. And then you progressed on to a role at PepsiCo. Can you talk to me about that a little bit, please? Yeah, no problem. So the role at Crew kind of, I felt I'd done a lot, but it was getting to the kind of top end of what I could do with the kind of budgets that we had. Um, and there were students that were coming in who needed to be developed too. So I then started looking at new opportunities. The opportunity arose to work on a 12 month contract at Pepsi as a nutritionist and this was kind of something obviously that I'd love working for the food industry in the past and again I felt why not have another change so this is the opportunity that I applied for. Amazing um uh, we sport something that you go back into later down the line do you think? Yes definitely definitely so I'm looking off at Pepsi there's the um, Gatorade Sports Science Institute within PepsiCo so this is something that I've connected with them just to see if I can help out with them in the future. And again, it's that thing of just trying to take any opportunity that might help out. So it's just getting the connections, letting them know who you are. And then if that helps out in the future, then that would be beneficial. But just by kind of keeping your nose in the game as such, it's really helpful. So I'd, I don't mind really where I go next, be it the food industry, be it the sport industry. Either way, I'd be happy. Yeah, and I think something that's really um, important there to mention is you sought out the Gatorade division within Pepsi. Um, and yeah, the, like, like I think you said, the opportunities are there, but they're not going to come knocking. You've got to, I suppose, go after them. Um, yeah, all right, amazing. So how does the role obviously differ from Pepsi to crew? I know obviously they're different industries, etc. Um, but yeah, do you find it more challenging? Is it more enjoyable? I'd say there completely different really in terms of the day-to-day -day. so mm. at Coralix it's more about the communication with the players building the relationship with the players it's all kind of focused on them you do a little bit of science in the background so you're always trying to learn more see where you can adapt what you can do better um, the science behind the supplements that kind of thing but a lot of it there is player facing building the relationships and helping support the players Whereas moving into PepsiCo, it then kind of moves into more science-based, um, more kind of focused on the products. So I guess the players and the products are both kind of your aim. Um, but obviously working, supporting people compared to supporting products is quite different. Um. All right, amazing, Liam. So just finally, um, I know we've touched on a few like tips for somebody um, getting into the industry. Do you have any like, sort of general tips for somebody who is either thinking about getting into the industry uh, or is studying currently? Um, anything that you thought maybe really helped you get ahead or anything now you know what the industry is like? Looking back, you would have uh, said to yourself. Yeah, definitely. I think... The main thing is to just jump at every opportunity to apply for as many things as possible, even if it's something that you think you might not want to do. 
it's worth applying for, it's worth going for the interview, you get an experience at the interview first, you're learning more about what people are looking for in the industry, then just yeah, jump in at every opportunity. So not every opportunity is going to come to you, it's always worth asking other people. So whether that's fellow professionals, sending them an email and being like, okay, this is what I'm looking for, is there anything you can do? Can you help out? Um, is there anything you suggest me doing? And I think one of the most important things as well is just connecting with people and keeping in contact with your connections. So all the companies that I've worked for before, I try and keep in contact with the colleagues that I've had. Um, so it may be a fact that they move companies in the future. It may be a fact that they kind of are able to highlight a job opportunity that comes up. And I think that's massively important. And then finally, if a placement's available to you, take it because it's so helpful. All right, amazing. Thank you. Um, all right, and just one more quick one, sorry. Um, is there any like sort of key qualities or personality traits that you feel um, you sort of set you apart in this industry or, or really set you up well for it um, for somebody that maybe knows who they are as a person but isn't quite sure on what they want to do, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think you've just got to kind of be confident enough to jump at different opportunities. So I think being too set in your ways and kind of being too, this is the only thing I want to do, I think that can provide a bit of a problem. So it might be the fact that you can't find opportunities. You might be a fact that you're stuck in a job for too long where you don't think you're developing anymore. So I think it's always good to kind of, yeah, be able to be confident enough to jump at different opportunities. You can always change that in the future if you need to, if you're not a fan of what you've gone into, but it's always worth a try and picking up new skills where you can. Yeah, all right. amazing, Liam. Um, that's pretty much all the questions I have. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. No problem. So just to round up some key takeaways from the episode. Obviously, these will all be included in the cheat sheet that will be available if you DM our Instagram at careeradvice for you. So it's quite a specialist industry, but nutritionists and food scientists are hugely valued within businesses as their data and findings can massively support strategy or identify weakness in products. So the industry is a lot bigger than you might think. It's not just, you know, for sports teams and people like that. Um, it really is a huge industry. So there's going to be loads of avenues you can go down. Also, you know, a dissertation was clearly of huge value to Liam when it came to landing a grad job and it can show your technical skills and it gives you a huge talking point in an interview. So do explore that when you're looking at potential university courses and whether or not the course offers that. So also do keep in contact with colleagues or even course mates, for example, as especially in this industry, you never know what doors they can help open for you. Um, and it's just good to keep in touch with them. So always bear that in mind. I've not really mentioned this yet, but you will have to be fairly decent at science and have an interest in it. Obviously, university courses have certain requirements. You'll have to check the details for them. But often, from what I've seen, these, this course requires a minimum grade in some of the sciences or maths um, and just helps have an interest in them. It's not essential, but it does help to have an interest in them. Thanks to Liam again for speaking to us and also to you guys for listening to the episode. Like I said... The cheat sheet for this episode will be available. Just DM us on Instagram at careeradvice4u. Uh, the link will be in the description for the Instagram as well. And I'll catch you on the next episode.